Running your own business can be lonely, finding reliable professionals difficult, and generating new business challenging, but not when you have a business network. NewGen Networking provides its members with new and exciting business opportunities, with the chance to build lasting relationships with vetted businesses who can act as your sales team and solve the issue of who to turn to in your hour of need. With a range of flexible and affordable solutions, NewGen apply tried and tested principles in a modern way to suit today's world. To find the right option for your business, visit newgen-networking.com or call 033-600-680. NewGen Networking. New business, new contacts, a new generation of networking. You're listening to the New Gen Podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Here is an interview with one of our members from the Da Vinci Hub. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our New Gen Business Spotlight. Um, for our audience and everyone out there, please welcome John Baldson from Venture Funding. Round of applause. <laughs> welcome, John. Hello. Hi, Dave. You okay? Now, this is weird because you're normally this side know, of the mic. I know. It seems really strange. So, I'm it? under a lot of pressure today to get this right. Um, so, um, tell us all about your business, John. All. All of it. <laughs> right. Um, basically, we've, um, we're an independent broker, finance broker. Um, so, we... I'm not sort of tied to any lender for funding, um, and it's specialising in business and property funding. Um, as a broker, we can take our clients to the lenders, just prepare cases, put things, to, you know, put the applications together, um, and in various sources. Really, we tend to do a lot on on property, but we do do cover any funding that businesses would need. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's we're going to be careful version. here. We don't get into all jargon because this no, could no. get very boring for everyone else no, no. but really good for us yeah. um, so as a mortgage broker obviously I'll deal with sort of like you know your, your standard buying a house and stuff like that yeah. but um, what's the sort of differences then what sort of cases would you get that would be different um, I mean from the, from the sort of residential and the normal mortgage side of things uh, obviously commercial mortgages so and semi-commercial mortgages as well uh, where basically a semi-commercial mortgage might be uh, part residential um, part of business, so a shop with a flat above is a typical. Um, and then commercial mortgages from anything, any, whether it be from a, a hotel at one end to a small unit, a shop, people buying through their business, so, so where you would use a business loan, so it's a commercial mortgage. Um, slightly different from residential, well, the main difference really is that usually it's only over a 15 year term. It's one of the, that's one of the main differences. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of. And, and people, are prob- you know, mortgages can be fairly straightforward you know you want to buy a house you've yeah. got a deposit yeah there'd be all different ways in commercial funding can't there because you can use stock that you've got and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah i mean it's it's that's difficult really to just sort of have a quote and say there's a product or there's a way of doing it really it is getting to know each client because you can you can secure against your business but you've got to look at the trading of the business other assets you can use your pension funds yeah. Um, and is it very? In, it, it's more individual, probably. Is it? It's more yeah. like you you really got to dig into the, the yeah. business, the client, and yeah. design the product. Where I suppose in in my area, the products are given to you. 
yeah. and you use them where you've got a really design. Yeah, you tend you tend to not have a, a product or a panel or something you can just go off. Um, people will tend to maybe if the bank will say no, but they'll say no for just for whatever their reasons. But you know the difference between how long people have been trading, their experience, their knowledge, certain property things lenders don't like unless you've got other properties. So um, okay. it's not just going and buying a property in the same way, and then things like the bridging finance and development yeah. finance that type of thing yeah. where you can usually maybe get a property or get something that you couldn't do yeah. if you just went yeah. down the normal sort of yeah. there's different ways of doing it really well, well yeah i was going to come on to the bridging because that's like you know, you know we'll get people come to us oh, i found this house you know yeah it's got nothing in it no kitchen no bathroom no yeah. nothing and you're just not going to get a normal mortgage on it but you yeah. want to buy it and do it up yeah now to explain how bridging sort of works because it it, it I don't know, I always found it to be a bit of a, if you like, dirty word, really yeah. expensive. Yeah. But you've got to treat it like a business, haven't you? Yeah, um, and it's true. I mean, I think historically, and I mean, it, it isn't a cheap way of doing it. It, it can be expensive. Um, well, just explain how it works and what you do what you do to get it. Yeah, I mean, the, the lenders who do it, the, the, sh- the short-term lending, so maybe up to a maximum of 12 months, so it always needs to be repaid. Um, they tend to be more focused, there's, there's a huge raft of bridging lenders, but they tend to be more focused on the property and the deal. So if you can buy something, like you say, that's maybe not got a kitchen roof or it's part built, um, depending on its value and what you're going to do to it, and as long as those plans are in place and what the end value is going to be, so there's then an exit from it, whether it be you're selling it or you're then going to mortgage it onto a normal mortgage, um, they will tend to lend so it could be seen to be it's a bit easier to lend so the criteria isn't as much based on your your incomes and your trading history the things we talked about before or even even your credit to a degree um but you've still got, it's got to stack up as such so as a deal it's got to stack so up. It, to it's more based on the value of your assets really yeah. isn't it because yeah. i mean i suppose the way to it to look at it normal mortgages you know a bank has money lends yeah. you in this this will be individual people won't it with sort of like say 50 million quid yeah give it to a company say go and lend that out yeah but get it back quickly yeah. with some interest on it yeah and then they're, they're turning that around aren't they so typically you'll only have it for like six months if you if yeah really. yeah i mean and some of the it's exactly like that you'll get there's, there's big bridging companies and the, their funding line comes from banks in some cases and other sources but there'll be very small bridging companies and private individuals who will have a pot of money um which is quite a lot of money but yeah. in, in relative terms it's yeah. not and they'll just lend it on specific deals, their criteria. So they're not the sort of people you can yeah, normally yeah. just find on a panel. Yeah, yeah. And they, they make a decision on each, each case, really. So our job's to make it presentable to them, but also that you're not getting the client to just get a bridge yeah. to get the deal done, because yeah. you've got to have an exit from it. Yeah. I think historically it was a bit, you can get the lend and that's it then, worry about it later. Yeah, well, you've got to, Most, like maybe you, able to get you've got to be able to yeah. have an exit from the bridge yeah. and if you're doing your job right you've got to make sure because ultimately um, if you don't get if you don't pay it off in time yeah. the interest rates will be massive yeah. or they'll repossess yeah. so yeah. it's quite it's quite risky yeah but, but i suppose yeah. anyone I mean, taking that risk knows it the rate you know the the, the the fees up front and the monthly the monthly fees it's charged monthly um, are more expensive um so you wouldn't leave it long term but it's hugely used yeah. i mean developers property people but because because it stacks up it's a way of doing it but if it doesn't and you do sometimes get asked about people you know, people trying to just get a property yeah. where really they're just trying to buy a property which i suppose the example out there is if anyone watches grand designs you'll see yeah. someone say right, i've got a plot of land i want to build a house yeah but they haven't got the funds yeah. well you can maybe bridge it for six months yeah 
and then convert it to a mortgage and pay the bridge yeah. off but they'll, yeah. they'll give you the funds to do the work but then yeah. it's worth hell of a lot more isn't yeah. it yeah so you're sort of going a bit over into the development finance which is similar but and they will look if you've got other properties if you've got other property portfolios you've, you can secure it it's just looking at the bigger picture really yeah. um but yeah those types of properties you wouldn't you wouldn't get a mortgage yeah, yeah. on you yeah. know that That's you it, can't yeah. get a mortgage you, can yeah, you yeah but as long as it sort of comes but then when it's built it's a totally different yeah. picture isn't it yeah um, another part of the market which we both deal with but you know i constantly get the, the call i bought a house and i bought it at auction and yeah. i've got to complete in 28 days um yeah. you know and you go well why the bloody hell did you do that yeah um and then that's where you'd come in yeah. with a bridge where really we've yeah. got to get that in place otherwise the penalties are, are pretty bad i mean uh, yeah i mean that one of the big areas for bridging and all bridging really is that the it doesn't always happen but that they target completing within 28 days yeah. well, so you have to complete you all, sign a contract yeah. to complete on 28 days or then you well i think i had a client recently it was a thousand pound a day if he didn't yeah yeah so so you've got to you know i mean i've had a couple of cases i've had one somebody yesterday contacted me about something that was wasn't straightforward but was looking at doing a bridge and i said so what you, where's the auction we do today today so he rang me last night about three o'clock so you know it, it'll be a challenge if he and it tends be to be the, to the pressure on, pressure well, on there, yeah but you can potentially complete but you still then got to know you can get out of it so yeah. it's uh yeah yeah okay um and i know you do some you know i mean we've talked and you do other things sort of like maybe maybe a business wants to to lend to you know get some new equipment yeah yeah that, sort of that side of things all the sort of you know assets equipment um you can lend against invoices and your debt etc get involved in that, that type that, things you might go to yeah. the bank for maybe which it, it is going to a bank but the specialist lenders who will lend yeah. in certain areas which we've got the access to really um and again that invoice that that's invoice financing yeah. where you're sort of saying yeah. well that, you know I've, I've sent all these invoices out they haven't paid me yet but yeah. you can borrow on the strength of that to yeah. keep yeah. cash flow coming yeah i mean that's a that's a massive thing with certain businesses where people will say i've done all the work and i'm owed x amount of money yeah but they then aren't going to get paid for 30 days or 60 days so there are lenders who will lend um, against the work that you've done, yeah. as long as there's an invoice. Um, okay. Again, it's it's not right for everyone, but no. it's that's where you're sitting down and looking at it. And there's there's so many more options than just maybe your own high street bank. Yeah. There's yeah. lenders who specialise in that and different ways of doing that. So yeah, um, okay. so yeah, that's where we can help. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we're sort of everyone's sort of busy expanding now. Are you starting to see people wanting to buy maybe shop fronts or you know, is it is that growing? Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, the last couple of years has been. The, chaotic for everyone isn't yeah. it really and particularly from the lending side of things um there's far more inquiries and far more people asking about doing things yeah. and wanting to do things and looking at some of the finance they've maybe taken out over the last couple yeah. of years just different ways of you know, what they can do yeah. so i think things are moving yeah. um whether, whether the lenders are keeping up with that and yeah. being able to but people want to do things yeah and if you want to buy sort of a unit or a show what sort of typical deposit would you sort of really need because on commercial um i would tend to usually say 25 30 yeah. percent you, you can you can get 90 percent commercial mortgages yeah, yeah um the more you've got to put in the, the more the better rates and stuff the better rates and things yeah and and typical sort of for you people are like to be, I suppose accountants are really good because they've got loads of businesses that want to expand is, is that a good yeah sort of way to yeah working with accountants is, is brilliant because um I mean everything everything their clients would do yeah will involve the finance and yeah. a lot of cases they'll ask the, the, the accountants so yeah um yeah and i suppose it's like anything it's always good to do a review isn't it of what you've had if you might have had it for a good say 10 years or whatever you can review it and see what's out there yeah or? i mean one thing a little bit because obviously from a financial 
my background in personal financial services, and we tend to sort of, if we can, point people in the right direction to refer to other people and the, the way they've structured things. People do just tend to go to their own bank, which is great sometimes, but they might say, I've had that loan, I've had that facility, I've had that life cover or things that I'm not directly involved in, but we can look at, but they've, they've just got that in place. Yeah. So even to review your commercial loan, your commercial mortgage, and yeah. you know the portfolio, you've got the lending. People sometimes, because it tends to be an opportunity, people just get it however. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is quick, but it's worth just sitting down and saying, is this the best way of doing it going yeah. forward? So, yeah. And obviously the development of finance is quite a big thing. People building houses or maybe yeah. with a plot of land, want to build 10 houses yeah. and you funding that really, that's probably, yeah. that, that's more and more. That's a big, and that's obviously moving now, the property side of things really. So yeah, yeah um, and a lot of people who've got land, if they're sitting on land yeah. um, and people looking for land, so that can often be the deposit. Yeah. So it's not necessarily needing money. So if they own land outright, but they want to build property, you can raise the finance to do that. Brilliant. And they tend to re- release the funds over a stage period okay. as the development goes. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, John, got any, anybody in the audience got any questions for John? On the back of the worldwide pandemic, how's that affected the products that are on offer or the, the deals that are available for people? Has it made it easier, harder for people to get hold of finance? What sort of things are um, they considering that they might not have done previously yeah uh good good question um probably probably generally made it harder um lenders are still initially they're, they're still doing it some of them but the became sort of pandemic questionnaires to be added to it so looking at whether your staff's been furloughed or what loans you've taken out in the time so that does come into it now so particularly for other business expansion um and lenders are a bit more wary of anything if there's a reason to hold back they will they will do, I would tend to say. Um, so, yeah, it's affected everyone. And I think where it actually became quite easy to get some funding during what's gone on the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, going forward, that's obviously something you've got to consider. You've got that £50,000 loan or you've got your staff. So, yeah, it's, I suppose I'm, suppose I'm saying it's not any easier. It's, uh, and there are some lenders who will, maybe there'll be different products that have come out, but some lenders who've gone out of the market as well and, and, and won't lend anymore for a while. So, and that happens quite a lot as well. About lending to SIP pensions, uh, timescales, problems, issues. Um, yeah, I mean, whether people are aware, you can obviously use if you've got a pension, a pension fund. Um, you can lend. You can use that and lend against that. Um, so when people say they've got a property that's inside their pension, um, a lot of lenders quite like it, or the lenders who do it, it's quite a good sort of thing because obviously you can borrow against the value of your pension fund. And then the asset sits inside the pension, so it can be um, the sort of criteria and the types of properties you can buy, and who's going to be the tenant and what you're doing there is quite sort of crucial. They can't you don't let you buy anything because it's it's linked in with the pension trustees etc. Um, but as a way of lending, it can be quite a good way because it's a strong structure for that. So uh, so yeah, definitely. Um, not particularly any reason why it'd be any longer than any other sort of lending because potentially if you've got your fund there that's the deposit as well um okay so yeah yeah, a question on that then john pension so you could effectively if you've got a good pension pot you could buy something with no funds at all yeah because you've got your deposit in the pension your costs in out the pension yeah i mean if, if the fund's big enough you can you know if in theory with if you've got a hundred thousand pound pot and you want to buy a property that's worth eighty thousand, you can buy a cash. Yeah. But you but stays inside. There's obviously issues and, and any rent advantages, disadvantages. Yeah. You don't make anything yeah. at that point. But it. No. But, it was, but there's a lot of advantages in doing it through a pension from a tax point of view. Um, 
things there's, there's some negatives because it sits in the pension and what you can do with it longer term so again it's the, well, it's the right thing but if you've got hundred thousand pound fund you can lend up to 50 percent of that as well so you could buy something for 150 and use your pot or whichever way you want so okay this yeah. is more of an observation really but i suppose with the two of you working closely together because with all borrowing there's an asset yeah so i suppose you're able to see whether somebody's got private assets or business assets and where the funding perhaps should sit best for the client uh yes yeah we'll, we'll we'll sort of talk daily really with a case where someone's come to me for something or to john for something and we say look i can't do it this way but yeah you know i can do it that way the auction is the biggest one because people think you're just buying a house which you are but you're on such a tight time scale we're just now you know a normal time scale to buy a house is three months you've got to do it in 28 days because you give the auctioneer 10 percent deposit on the day cash you pay them a fee if you don't complete you lose that and then you get charged daily yeah. so you break because you're at an auction you're signing a con you're exchanging contracts on that day you have to buy that property um and most people go into it not knowing that you know again if you've if you've all watched Holmes under your hammer they sit in the thing and yeah that hand goes up they back they win it and go yeah and then they go right how do i buy it yeah and that's when i get the call and i have to say to john john yeah. we need a bridge quick um, and then I'll do it to get out, so it sort of works both ways, really. I suppose. Yeah, no, that's right. And I think I think even with yourself, Andrew, because we talked about stuff. So within, whether it's bought through the business, whether it's personally, whether it's in a limited company, whether it's personal lending, but that's that's why it works quite well, really, together. I saw something yesterday that said that thirty years ago, the the average cost of a house was three point one times the average earning of a person. Whereas today it's seven point four times the the average earning of a person. How do how do people get on the property ladder, and how do lenders lend on that basis? I suppose that's, that's for you. That yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, it's um, interesting, though. No, isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's yeah, just it what it is, Dave. Is just you know, lenders just push the parameters all the time. Yeah. So you know they'll push. You know, I mean, interest rates are low, aren't they? So lower than they've ever been in history. So that helps. Um, House prices never go down, but salaries don't quite keep up. But we keep going. Um, I think, you know, the lenders are always restricted, but there's always a lender doing a little yeah. bit more and then a little bit I more and another one just coming out with ways. I think as well, it. they've. I think they've gone a bit more, haven't they? I mean, you'll know for definite. Whereas it used to be, it's three times your salary. Yeah. Or two, it's a bit more affordability yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. So they look at everything. It's, it's based on everything that goes in and comes out each month. And when the rates are lowered, yeah. in theory, if you can afford that, it's yeah. like you, somebody might be paying rent and paying. Yeah. More the mortgages. I mean, you know, lenders don't try not to talk in terms of times income anymore. So the affordability model helps there because you can use different things. But um, you know, I know a lender there that'll do six times and publishes that. But not not one of the high street lenders, but typically four and a half, five times income is the way affordability works. Um, and then you can use other income as well. So things like tax credits and child benefit will be put into the pot. So yeah, but it's right. I, you know. If house prices continue to, to rise, wages have got to go up, otherwise it's a struggle, you know, so. And then do you find, John, that the government last year brought in a number of schemes to, to help businesses kickstart themselves, they call them kickstart loans and all sorts of other things. There's been a lot of criticism in the press that the, the money actually ended up with the wrong people, with, with companies that didn't require the money because they, they were obviously a lot more secure. Is anything being done in the lending sector to sort of help companies that have been adversely affected over the last 18 months? Um, I mean, like Mark's question before, I think 
lenders will always sort of look at the, the situation. So in theory, yes, they're looking to help. Um, it's it's not easy, and it's true what you said. I think there are so, certain businesses that didn't need the funds they've taken, and I do know of businesses who've got that money sitting there still because um, it was quite easy to take. But in theory, it was easy for everyone, but it's whether now long-term, and you've got to start paying it back. The problem now is some of the loans you've got to start paying back and people are starting to struggle then um but there's not i mean there's nothing specific that's let's refinance that and redo it that but that's where you would be looking at it as the yeah. same before to look at the whole plan and what what the business is doing i do think some people might find a few uh challenges over the coming yeah. years justifying what they spent the money on and what they did really when it comes out because it was for specific reasons really yeah and i think in answer um, to that on our on our side of it on the residential lending there was a you know if i've got a client there that you know, turned over 30, 35 grand year before. This is accounts this year, 724 quid. So when we look at lending, we're basing it on 724 pound a year. But uh, what lenders are now saying is we understand that. So if you can show us three months worth of income, now you're back in work, we will we will look sort of like add back in your your grants that you've had to make your income more what it was. So there, there is a bit of understanding. Certainly on my side, things are residential. Yeah. That'll be the same. Well, be the same. It is yeah. the same yeah. on the committee yeah. um, as we come out. Right. Uh, I just want to say thank you for John. Hope, hopefully, I've not done you out of a job, and you'll be back in this seat <laughs> next week. Um, you were very I, good. How, um, how do we get hold of you then, John? Everything's on the New Gem website and everything. But um, you got a website. Um, we're that? just in the Mark's starting to laugh there to the side. Yeah. We are just it's becoming a bit of a, a laugh each week, but I am just in the middle of rebranding a bit. So, um, okay, so obviously three new gen's a good one. I'm yeah. on LinkedIn, etc. But there will be a website soon. All right. but, uh, so so I think get on to the new gen website, yeah. have a look, you'll find John's details on there. Just want to say thanks very much. Thank you. Really good. Um, round of applause for Mr. John Ball. If you would like to visit one of our online or face-to-face hubs, visit newgen-networking.com and book a place. Get social at Network New Gen on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn.